are now listening to the Motivated Mama podcast. This is a community for parents that want to be authentically themselves while looking for judgment-free, genuine, and heartfelt parenting advice. We talk to other mothers and experts to get small, easy steps that we can take to help us accomplish our goals. Learn with me as we discover ways to break patterns of unproductive behavior repeated generation after generation in our families. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Motivated Mama with me, your host, Sydney Ross. So today we are going to be discussing gentle parenting. So we're going to give you the full outline on what gentle parenting is and how to practice gentle parenting. And we're going to give you lots of tips and tricks on gentle parenting, just so that way, if you want to be a gentle parent, you will have some tools on how to do so. Um, So I like to start off with a little story uh, from my week. And it goes into gentle parenting in a sense. Um, So People say gentle parenting is a parenting style, which it is. I say gentle parenting is a practice. By that, I mean that it is something that you have to continuously practice. I don't feel like anyone has mastered gentle parenting. I feel like there are a lot of gentle parent experts who know how to gentle parent, who know what to do, who can tell you how to do it. But when you're in the moment and you're parenting, Gentle parenting is a practice. It is something that you have to continuously work on each and every single day. Um, So with me being the motivated mama, um, I guess people get this uh, false impression of perfection. I don't really know why. Um, I'm just a normal parent. I literally say all the time, I created the motivated mama to help others um on their parenting journey and by others i mean myself as well um so a lot of people i don't want people to get it you know misconstrued i am a parent who is actively working to be a better parent every day um so people sometimes think that that means i have um my shit together which is not completely true I just work on it and I care about it a lot. Um, And by people, I mean this week, my husband who thinks that motivated mama means I don't make any mistakes when it comes to parenting, but I do. Um, So gentle parenting is all about being gentle. You don't scream, you don't yell, you don't do any type of traumatizing things to your children. You're not abusive. Um, But I had a moment this week. I didn't beat the crap out of anybody. Um, but I got frustrated. So I am a stay at home mom. I have a two year old and a 10 year old. The 10 year old is gone majority of the day because she's in school, but I'm at home all day long with the two year old. My husband leaves the house at 6.30am and he usually doesn't get back home until after 6pm most days, um, which means I'm left alone with dealing with the kids pretty much 24 seven and it's been that way since I've had children. But I've been a stay at home mom since I've had my son. So for two years straight, I've had my son every single day, 24 hours a day, majority of the time. Um, I have not had any breaks. My son has not spent the night at anybody's house. So I've, I always have my kids. 
So my son is doing this thing now where he whines constantly for any little reason. So if he gets frustrated, he immediately whines. Um, if I leave his sight, he immediately whines. And, you know, part of gentle parenting, as many of you know, means like redirecting and, you know, allowing your child to feel their feelings and, you know, just helping them work through things. So oftentimes throughout the day, if you were a fly on the wall, you would hear me say, just ask for help. I see that you're frustrated. Just tell mommy you need help with that. Just take your time. Let's take a breath. Do we need to calm down? This is literally my dialogue all day long. Well, by the end of the day, <laughs> when it's six or seven o'clock and my son has whined for the thousandth time today, I became overwhelmed and frustrated because I'm trying to cook dinner and my husband is probably playing on his phone and <laughs> my daughter's probably asking me a million questions and now Bubba is whining for probably nothing. So he's whining and he's like, oh, mama, whining, whining, whining. And I say, I didn't scream it, but I said, oh my God, shut up. And you would have thought I just killed someone. And my husband got very upset and was like, you're supposed to be the motivated mama. What with your followers think? So you all tell me what you think. <laughs> so I'm letting you all know this is what has happened. Um, I did slip. I did tell my son to shut up out of frustration. Was that right? No. However, I'm a human being. And that's why I want you all to see that this is real life, um, that mistakes are going to happen. You're going to slip up. You're going to yell. You're probably going to say a few cuss words sometimes. You're going to get frustrated and you're going to say things that you don't mean. Um, but a part of that is recognizing where you're wrong and then coming back and fixing that. Um, so although, yes, I was wrong, um, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect parent. I do slip and I do get upset and I do get frustrated and overwhelmed. Um, and I'm still the motivated mama and I'm still motivated to be a better parent every single day. So I'm not a horrible human being. And I do come back and I do tell Bubba, mommy, sorry, she got frustrated in that moment. You know, so that way he knows. And it's also important to be real with your children. And when you come back to do those apologies or explain what happened, it allows your kids to know and accept that, hmm, I'm not going to be a perfect person in life and I'm going to make mistakes. And it's just important that I work to be better. So you're still setting a really good foundation for your kids when you do mess up and you come back and say, hey, I messed up. I should have handled that better. It gives your kids the tools so that way they're able to come back and take accountability for their their mistakes and they can do better moving forward. Um, so that is my story for the week as we go into gentle parenting. Um, so this week, I want to go over, you know, what is it exactly? It's like this new fad. Like everybody's talking about gentle parenting. Everybody's trying to learn about gentle parenting. So we're going to go right into it. What is it? Is it just a coin term? I feel like gentle parenting should just be parenting. It shouldn't even be a thing. Like gentle shouldn't even be in front of it. 
It should just be parenting. Um, however, it's gentle parenting because so many of us are used to authoritative parenting or controlling parents or abusive parenting that now the bad stuff is the norm and gentle parenting is like this new thing where it's like yeah gentle parenting should just be the base of parenting like that's just what parenting should be but we're just so used to everything being messed up all the time that we have now created this new thing called gentle parenting um so first let's go over what it's not because there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to gentle parenting. Um, so I've heard a lot of people say, those kids are just out of control and bad. It's that gentle parenting. Gentle parenting does not encourage bad behavior. It is not parenting without rules. It is not parenting without boundaries. Um, it's not just allowing your kids to do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. It's not about raising uncontrollable kids who will not be able to survive in society. That is like all the misconceptions. Like people are so used to having full control of their kids and needing this control aspect that if they don't see you do that, that now they think that your kids are out of control and don't know how to act. So that is not what gentle parenting is at all. Um, so let me grab this. Um, I went and I found this website called guidepostmontessori.com. And on guidepostmontessori.com, they had this huge article on like gentle parenting and what gentle parenting is and how it ties into like the Montessori uh, learning curriculum. But we're not going to worry about the Montessori part. We're just going to focus on, you know, the details that they provide um, as far as, you know, what gentle parenting is and how you can kind of do it to make it easier for you. So I felt like that was just an amazing research uh, resource as I was doing my research. Um, so it was like the most clear and concise information that I was able to find um, when it comes to gentle parenting. Um, so I'm just going to read verbatim what they say gentle parenting is. So gentle parenting is a parenting approach that encourages a partnership between you and your child to make choices based on an internal willingness instead of external pressures. This parenting style asks you to become aware of the behavior you model for your child, encourages compassions, welcomes emotions, and accepts the child as a whole capable being. Um, so it's basically remembering that you have a partnership with your child versus you being the boss and in control of your child. You're remembering that your child is still a person that they're still a human being, that they are their own person. Um, so they're not just this opportunity to be able to control someone and tell them what they can and can't do. Um, so we have to throw those uh, toxic ideas out the window and kind of adapt and change our way of thinking. And the one thing that I feel like really stood out to me within that definition is modeling the behavior that you want to see in your child. 
Um, I always tell people, you know, watch what you do, watch what you say, how you act, because your kids are literally watching you all day long. So if you get frustrated and throw things, your kids are going to know to get frustrated and throw things. Oftentimes um, I'll get frustrated. Like if I'm in the kitchen and things aren't working out, I do this weird like huff and puff thing. Like I'd be like, like that's my go to thing. And it's funny because I've seen my mother do it. I've seen my aunt do it. I've seen my sister do it. It's like the women in my family, like that's our go-to. Like if stuff ain't working out, it's like, huh. Well, the other day I heard my daughter in her room and I don't know what wasn't going right, but I heard the huh from her. So, you know, it just goes to show like we're all watching. Like I watched my mother, my sister watched my mother and my aunt. And now we're doing it. And now our girls are doing it. So it's just like your kids are watching you. So the the behaviors that you model are going to be the behaviors that you see out of your kids. Um, And for some reason, you know, a big the big controversy when it comes to gentle parenting is parents losing control. Sometimes it's for unhealthy reasons like they were controlled their whole lives and now it's their opportunity to be in control. So they do that, um, which is the unhealthy portion. And then there are other ways that not necessarily healthy, but not necessarily a bad reason to be in control. But some people literally fear the safety of their children. And I understand that, especially when it comes to the black community you you don't want your kids to be disrespectful to authority figures so you're overly authoritative towards them so that way they know you are supposed to you're gonna respect me i'm gonna be in control so that way you don't find your son dead somewhere because of their mouth because they said something that somebody else didn't like to hear um so you want to keep your kids safe or even small things like you don't want your kid to run out in the street. So you you train your kid to know, hey, when we go by this street, you better not move. You know, like you're in control to keep your kids safe. Um, so whichever the reason is, um, a lot of times I feel like people avoid gentle parenting because of that fear of losing control. But um you know, with gentle parenting, as long as you try to create a partnership with your child, you really don't have to worry about a control factor at all. Um, Another big part of gentle parenting is uh, parenting without the because I said so attitude. We want to throw all of that authoritative stuff out of the window. There's not a because I said so. Um, You want to work together to set boundaries with your kids. Um, You want to work together to to encourage trust. So that way they'll trust that, you know, if you do tell them something or if you do create a plan, they know that you're doing this for their safety and their well-being. They know that you're, you're my partner in this and that you're working with me for the better of me versus you just telling me what to do because it's convenient for you. 
Um, so you always want to keep that in mind. And and you'd be amazed um, at the positivity you receive out of your children when you do work together to set boundaries, even when it comes to like discipline and punishment, you know, I was just sharing with a friend how I was upset because my daughter got in trouble for lying about doing her homework. She hadn't been doing her homework all week and her teacher finally emailed me and was like, hey, she she didn't do anything. Um, and, you know, I'm going over the punishment because I'm not a perfect parent. I practice. Um, so I'm like, you know, you're going to lose the phone and the TV because you're distracted and you you so busy paying attention to your phone that you haven't been doing your homework. And she just said, okay. And a part of me was upset because I'm like, I want more of a reaction than a just, well, all right, no big deal. But in that instance, you know, once we talked about it, she understood, you know, why she was losing the phone. And then I turned around and I asked her, I said, you know, you don't care. And she was like, well, I lose my phone when I don't do what I'm supposed to do. And I said, what do you think your punishment should be? Or what, how do you, how do we fix this issue since this is always a thing? And she said, I think I shouldn't get my phone during school days or during the school week. And I should only have it on the weekend when I, when I don't have any homework. And it's like, wow, she's 10 years old and she came up with that. And I can agree with that plan because that's productive. So now it's no longer a punishment. Now it's just the standard. During the week, you don't have your phone because you have responsibilities. But on the weekend, when you don't have to tend to those responsibilities, you're free to go wild with your phone. So it was it was good to be able to have that conversation. And I can trust that she's going to do what she's supposed to do. And she trusts that. You know, she she is able to set the boundaries for her life, which is good because moving forward as an adult, she'll know like, hey, I'm actually messing up. So now I know I need to rearrange some things for the better of me. So that way I can be more productive. Um, so that that's really good, because not only are you setting boundaries for them as kids, it's something that they're going to take with them as they are adults, because you're giving them the opportunity to work with you on what's best for them because they are still their own person. Um, gentle parenting is also giving your kids the ability to explore their emotions. It's encouraging to explore their emotions. So that's another huge part of it. Um, you know, you'll see a lot of people saying them kids is out of control. That kid's in a grocery store screaming and acting a fool. They need, oh, my mama loves this. They need they ass beat. She loves saying that. Like them kids just ain't, they don't make no sense. You know, it's, I mean, she said it about my own son. You just going to let him act a fool like that. Um, but it's about encouraging them to explore their emotions so that way they can you know, recognize what their emotions are and eventually be able to regulate those emotions appropriately. Um, it's about not trying to control the emotions or stop the emotions when they're happening. Um, so you want them to be able to um, express these feelings and be accepting of their feelings and validate their feelings. So rather than stop all that crying because you can't get candy in the store today, I already told you no. It can be more of a, 
I can see why you're upset right now. You really want the candy and you can't have it, you know, go ahead. You know, do you need a hug? What is it? You're very upset. Do you, do you want to calm down? Do you need to go to the car? You know, it's not giving in and giving them what they want. It's validating their feelings. Like I can see why you would be upset about that. If there are things that I want sometimes, and you can say that to your kids, shoot, mama wanted that new pair of shoes, but I didn't have the money and it really did upset me because it's something that I really wanted in that moment. But just because I'm upset doesn't mean things are going to magically work in my favor. I'm going to get what I want in that moment. But my feelings are valid. I have the right to be upset right now. So it's allowing your kids to know, man, I see that you're mad. You know, let them know the feeling. Voice the feeling. You're really, really mad right now. Do you need some space? Do you need a cuddle? Do you want to take some deep breaths right now? How can we work through these feelings? You know, validating your children so that way they know that their feelings actually matter and won't be ignored. And people don't realize when you ignore your kids' feelings or you immediately try to put a stop to it, even in a less negative way, even when you try to distract feelings like a kid is upset and crying, you're like, oh, well, here's a toy to get them to stop. That's not healthy because what we're doing is we're teaching our children that if I have a big feeling, I need to distract myself from that feeling. So then what does that lead to? Worst case scenario, I'm emotional. I don't know how to handle my feelings. I'm going to go get high. I'm emotional. I don't know how to handle my feelings. I'm going to go start a fight with somebody. I'm emotional. I can't handle my feelings. I'm going to get drunk. You're teaching your kids that now they have to mask those feelings. They have to do something to distract themselves versus handling it appropriately. Um, so it's all about having the patience in those moments and just sympathizing with your kids. Um, and then on uh, the guidepost Montessori, they also talk about, you know, these keys to gentle parenting. So there were three major keys to gentle parenting, and that was children learn by watching their parents. So like we said previously, you have to be the model for their behavior because you're their, you're their leader. You're the number one person they're around. Most likely the way you do things and how you act is how they're going to do things and how they're going to act. Understand that your child is their own person that deserves to be loved and respected for who they are. They're not little grownups. Um, they are their own human beings. They're not a miniature version of you. They're not going to do things the way that you do them every single time. You know, they're still their own person and they deserve to be respected. They're not just somebody here for you to control and tell them what they can and can't do. Um, you know, allow them to be who they are. Um, and then it says you have to involve empathy, understanding, and respect. So with empathy, you have to be mindful of how your child feels in their moment of need and be able to pause to empathize with your child. Um, so, you know, if they're having that moment, sometimes kids have big feelings at inconvenient times, but it's being able to stop and pause and say, I get it. I understand. Let's take a moment because you're important and your needs are what's important right now. So what? We're in the middle of grocery shopping. The groceries aren't going anywhere. Let's take five minutes. Um, and then understanding 
remembering that they are just a child. And so many of us forget that. We want our children to meet us where we're at. They're not capable of doing that. They are literally not, they're learning. They're constantly learning. They're not in our world. They're trying to figure things out on a regular basis. So it's our job as parents to remember that they're just a child and we have to meet them where they're at, not the other way around. Um, and then the last thing is respect. Remembering that respect goes both ways. You can't expect children to be respectful human beings if you disrespect them on a regular basis, if you use condescending tones, if you call them out and say negative things to them or about them, you can't expect them to be respectful human beings if you're not modeling that respect for them. Um, another thing is we want to trade out harsh commands with gentle, res uh, respectful tones and giving them options and requests um, and extend a partnership versus uh, fear-based warnings. So, um, you know, you want to comment on actions, not who they are as a, as a person. So basically, instead of saying, you always making messes, you might want to turn that around and say, hey, look like things got a little messy. Let's clean up a little bit so that way you can focus more on what you're trying to accomplish. So we're not saying you're a bad person, you're nasty, you're a mess. We're just going to comment on the action and help them fix it because that's our job as parents to help them find better ways to navigate and do things. You want to model kindness. Major thing is, even if you talk good to your kids, be mindful of how you talk about yourself and be mindful of how you talk about other people. Treat yourself with kindness. Because if even if you tell them you're great, you're amazing, you're this, but you go and you look in the mirror and say, huh, I'm so fat. Huh, my hair is always a mess. Huh, I can't never do things right. Huh, you know, if you do so much negative talk and they see that and they hear that, one, they lose respect for you as a person. Two, they turn around and then they'll begin to be critical of themselves in that way. So make sure you're talking kind to yourself and make sure you're talking kindly about others. Don't say bad things about homeless people. Don't say, huh, they could just go get a job. Don't say things like that because it then teaches them to look at people as less than. That's not the, the message that we're trying to get across to our kids. We want to teach them to be kind human beings. So you want to model kindness for them. And then instead of commands, you want to offer choices or opportunities to work together. Instead of saying, boy, hurry up and put these shoes on so we can just go. Even if you're in a rush, you're going to say, hey, do you want to wear your boots or your sandals today? Because that avoids a whole tantrum. You know, it just makes things easier when you give them. Instead of saying, you know it's cold outside, put the jacket on. You say, hey, you want to step out there and see which jacket you need today? Do you need a heavy one or a light one? Give those options. And then you also want to encourage positive actions. Think of alternatives to know. There are many, many alternatives to know. We know that in life, our kids are going to hear no but at the end of the day, there are other ways that we can model that instead of saying no to every single thing. If you're in a fancy art museum and you don't want your kids climbing on the stuff, say, hey, that is actually just for looking. You don't have to say, no, you can't touch it. Hey, that's just for our eyes to see today. 
instead of saying, no, we're not going outside. It's cold or it's raining. We're not going outside today. We're going to say, we're staying indoors today. Do you want to bake cookies today? Or do you want to build with building blocks today? Make indoors fun. Can my friends spend the night? No. Hey, we have plans this weekend, but I'll get with their parent. We can see if they can come next weekend. So letting them know that there are still options, that you're still going to tend to their needs and that the things that they want, um, that they do matter. You want them to be happy. You want to, you know, if they've been in school all week, they want friends over. That's a normal request. They're not a bad human being for wanting friends over on a busy weekend. You just have to make a plan with them to say, hey, how about we do it this way instead? And they'll work with you on that. Um, but lastly, for your homework, just remember that gentle parenting is a practice. You're not a bad parent if you mess up. You're not a bad parent if you don't get it all right now. It is literally something that you have to practice. You have to take deep breaths. You have to work on it every single day. It's nothing that anyone has perfected. I don't care who talks about it. No one is a perfect parent. Um, but just remember that there are many gentle parenting techniques. Um, and we will have plenty of resources on our website on different tips and tricks that you can use each and every day to make gentle parenting easier for you. So like always, please um, subscribe and like and share our podcast and our videos with your friends and family. So that way they have another toolbox, I mean, another tool for their parenting toolbox. Um, and just send them all our way. Thank you so much for listening in again. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Have a great day. If you want to submit a question or if you want to be on the show, message me at contact at momamapodcast.com. That's M-O-M-A-M-A podcast.com. Please tell all the moms you know about the podcast, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, and community events. Your recommendation helps our show grow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast.